Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast, and I have Trevor with me, and we are going to talk about anime, and our first time watching anime, what's got us into anime, and everything like that, and also we're going to give our recommendations of what's probably the best anime out there, and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. Today I have Trevor with me, and we are going to talk about anime. How you doing, Trevor? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Great, great. So the thing about today is I want to do a podcast today talking about anime. I know you watch anime, I watch anime. For my listeners out there, um, Trevor is something, sort of, an expert Rather than I am, you know, because, you know, I'm more of the comic book stuff and everything like that. But Trevor, I go to him for anime recommendation, what to watch, what not to watch. So that's why I'm having a podcast today with Trevor. So how are you doing, Trevor? Good. Yep. I wouldn't necessarily call myself an expert, you know, especially for any listeners out there that are like, he doesn't know that. He didn't. So, <laughs> but yes, it, anime is probably my forte. And, you know, it's definitely one that I keep track of on a season to season basis and so see what see what I think is good and let Amos know when he asks me what what's good or, you know, if I've seen a certain show and what I think about it. <laughs> and guys, let you know, Trevor is very, 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 very opinionated. opinionated. <laughs> I, can't, I can't express it, man. He's very opinionated, man, when it comes to certain anime shows and whatever. Yeah, well, I think, I, I think um, when it comes to anime... When I uh, well, let's let's start with a caveat that, given my age, I don't think I'm really the demographic that anime is looking at anymore. So there are a lot of things that just fly under my radar, or I just you know turn my nose up at because I'm like that sounds awful. But that's because it's not aimed at me. So anybody listening to this who thinks how could you how could you not like that show? Yeah, it's probably because you're in your young twenties and I'm in my late thirties. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and I came from a different angle. Like I know a lot of people like to watch anime for like you know the fun like the nosebleeds and the you know, the weird faces and the big teardrops over their heads and things like that, which is great. But when I came into anime, I came looking at it from a like the serious shows perspective. That was where that was where my um, interest in it was. So I came from a different uh, angle. So me coming in for Naruto and Bleach and all those shows, yeah, not really. That's not my cup of tea. Yeah, so you more of the um, 12 to 13 episode series instead of a 100 plus series that keep going on and on. Yeah, the ones that keep going on, I just like, I don't have time for that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, they have a lot of series out there like Naruto, Bleach, um, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, forever keep going. I mean, nothing against those um, anime. I mean, if you enjoy them... uh, my problem with with those type of shows is that I like things when they have an end, like they're going somewhere. That's why even when you watch like American TV shows, it can be difficult because each season it's like, well, they're like, this is what our arc is this season, but the idea is to keep getting renewed. So there is no real end game in mind. They have to just keep going, and then eventually you're like, 
these characters are going nowhere. They're getting older and older, yet, you know, they still have to keep them like they can't get married and they can't get, you know, or whatever, you know, they can't get together. So it's kind of one of those things that when you're watching a show that goes on for like hundreds of episodes, it never really goes anywhere. You know, the characters grow a little bit, but not really. Unless it's on uh, Law and Order. <laughs> you know, it keeps going. Well, Law and Order never really focused on character That's to begin right. with, so they could get away with that. That's what I liked about. The original Law and Order. Some of the others, like SVU and whatever, they do more character focus. Is the original off air? I think it may have ended. I'm not sure though. So that's a good question. Yeah, it is. I got to be another podcast but, yeah. for another time. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's always on like TNT or something. So yeah, it's in syndication. I know that much. But but yeah, so all those ones that keep going on, it's just. It's constantly building towards something, but you know there's never going to be a payoff. It's going to constantly keep going. So that's my issue with that. And, you know, the thing I came in, the thing I liked a lot about anime and the reason I got interested in it was because a lot of times it was just, when I first started, a self-contained story. There would be like one season of maybe, you know, 12 to 24 episodes, something like that, that told one story and then when it was done, it was done. Right. And there was no continuation. There was no, you know, second season. They told the story they wanted to tell, and it was over. And sometimes it didn't have a Hollywood ending. It could end, you know, badly. It could be, you know, it, it could be a better sweet yeah. ending. It could be a bad end. It could be, but you know, it told the story, and it, you know, it, it. I just liked that aspect of it, and that's why I was always more into like the darker, more serious shows. Well, let me ask this question here about anime in the United States. I know in Japan, I mean, it's it's part of the culture. You know, my right. anime, whatever. But when it come here to the states, I mean, you have I, honestly, man. I've been to some of the convention like the AEW or anything. I'm you and I are about the same age. We are the same age. We are the same age. So the thing is, it's just like some of the younger people, man. When you get into the anime, man, nothing against them. I mean, nothing for my, for my listeners. I hope you're younger than me and you're listening. But the thing is, it's just like the <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? It the the, the enthusiasm and. The the naiveness of I mean it just is I can't get with it man. Well, it's all it goes in with. I'm just being, being an old guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why I did that caveat at the beginning. Is that I, I don't think I'm the demographic for them anymore. Well, I will say this though. But yeah, it's them being young, them and loving their shows, things like that. But I do find it funny, real quick, is that you know you said it's part of the Japanese culture, and it is. But a lot of the most anime is like you know when you're considering an otaku. That's actually a bad thing in Japan. And you tell the people what a taco that's is. A, well, it's almost it's almost like being called yeah, it it's it's almost like being called a bad word, you know. You're you're an outcast of society, you're the socially awkward, you're the, you know, the person who can't you know, can't get dates, can't that's how they think of you. You know, they they think of you know, whereas here Americans wear it like a badge of honor. I'm an otaku, you know, I'm a geek, I'm a what, and that's what they wear it as. It's like, no, it's actually frowned upon in Japan. If you're considered an otaku, you don't want to be. <laughs> uh, that's what that otaku is, okay. So what is it? I heard the word neat. What is a neat? Oh, a neat is someone who's not in education, employment, or training. So in other that's words... What N-E-E-T stands for. There's a, he's a, a bomb? Well, sort <laughs> so of. It's... it's Neat is kind of a um, a tricky one because people can fall into it for different reasons. But and it doesn't even necessarily have to do with anime. 
but a lot of shows are about Not, meat. That's something. what I'm saying, yeah. What it, what it is, though, is it's people who got out of, you know, school or college or whatever, and then, for various reasons, but a lot of the times it's because they're socially awkward, because they're an outcast, because they're, you know, they don't know how to do things right, especially in a very structured and polite society like Japan. If you don't fall in line with that conformity... You're not necessarily going to get picked up by companies or, you know, if you're just an outcast and you'd rather obsess over something like video games or anime or whatever, you'd prefer to spend your time indoors, not going outside, not going and getting a job, not going and getting more education, things like that. And what what we call that in the United States? Just think of a word. What we call that in the United States? Don't want to get a job. Well, yeah, you call him a bum. bum. <laughs> a loser. A loser, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know different cultures, man. You know, some acceptable. Welfare some king or queens. Yeah, that's yeah that I kind mean. of sort of thing, yeah. But to me, um, back to anime, my first exposure to anime, and I told you this, was Vampire Hunter D. And that was about um, this guy. He was something, a hybrid of a human and a vampire. He gonna hunt his own kind. He was found upon, you know, you are a traitor to the vampire race and the human race and want to deal with them. And I found it very, very interesting, man. It kind of related to Blade. Yes. You know, back in the Marvel Comics, Blade. And that was my first exposure to watching anime because I was like, damn, I see blood. You know, and that was the first time I ever seen blood in the cartoon. Right. And, uh, and I didn't know it was called anime at the time. And and I did my research, you know, years past, you know, anime has been in the United States for a while. I was going to say, and that's probably where the interesting thing is, is that you've probably been watching anime without realizing it. Yeah. Like Voltron. Yep. Uh, Transformers. Of course. Um, <laughs> you know, even the shows like Star Blazers, things like that, Robotech, you didn't realize that those were, but those were originally anime. Yeah. Some are like the... Some of like the the Star Blazers and the Robotech ones were funny because they just took pieces of different shows and put them together and then like spliced them together. So that's why sometimes it looked like they weren't wearing the same uniforms because <laughs> <laughs> they were from totally different shows. Yeah, yeah and I, when I was looking at that, like, wow, even um, what's the um, oh, Battle of the Planets, right? Battle of the Planets, you know, over here it was called Battle of the Planet. I think over in uh, Japan was Gachiman, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean that was my first time ever being exposed to an anime that of my knowledge as a uh, teenager. I was a teenager at the time, right. but when I got an adult, I started watching more of it and going back and seeing some of the old shows as a kid. I like, damn, they did, that was anime, and it, it, it was drawn different than Amer- original American cartoons, right? And uh, you could tell. So I mean, I, it caught my interest, you know, in anime. Then after that, I started watching more shows and more movies. And then I think the next movie that really got my attention was Ninja Scroll. Right. And man, that was some badass um, anime. You know, you have your ninjas. I like ninjas. And you know, you have your blood. You got sorcery. You got naked women. I like woo woo. You know, you have the naked women boobs. Boobs. <laughs> you know, you haven't had sex. I've never seen that in a cartoon before. Yeah, that's that's always yeah that's always the the um, interesting. Rude Awakening, like, whoa, hey, boobs. Yeah, yeah. They're having sex. And, oh, yeah. my God, this is a cartoon. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then again, Japanese have another thing called hentai, which you're not going to talk about right <laughs> We're now. We're not going to get into that one. Yeah, but that's the other spectrum of anime. So, But, yeah, that's what my exposure was in anime, man. It was that right there. Right. So what was your first time? Well, I had anime? watched, I mean, I was huge into Voltron when I was a kid and Transformers. So, guys, if you heard that, that was my text message. Someone didn't put his uh, thing on silent. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I started with, you know, a Voltron and, and those type of things without realizing that was anime. But I'd say when I was in college, um, I became very drawn to uh, Evangelion. I had never seen the show, but, like, I liked the artwork, like, Asuka in, in general. Um, you know, I, I liked the, you know, the big doe-eyed look and, you know, just the the thing about the cartooning really drew me in. And I didn't have any money in college, and, of course, this was, like, the heyday of the internet when you were still on AOL dial-up. So there was no torrent sites and you things like that. You remember that noise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So God, how old we are? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was this was back then. So there was no torrent sites. You couldn't find things like that online to download. And even if you could, you didn't have enough space for that crap. But you know, the internet started everything out, man. You know, you had yeah. your porn, ah, yeah. porn, porn, everything like that. So, but so so it was. It would have. It took me years before I finally was able to watch Evangelion. But then, um, but then I saw. I would probably say. There was a little bit of like, uh, what is it, Toonami. Like they had the anime The Cartoon block. Network yeah. had Toonami. I caught like some of uh, Samurai Champloo um, on that. Really? Yeah. Around that time? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Cowboy Bebop had already been out, but I kept missing that one. So I hadn't seen Cowboy Bebop. See, during the time when Toonami came out, Dragon Ball Z was out. Well, that one was probably already out. That was yeah. already out. And, uh, I, I never got into those ones because... Like I said, I came at it from a different angle. I liked I liked more serious shows. Right. And, and Dragon Ball Z was, you know, your Super Saiyan, you know, shonen type shows. So that's not my cup of tea. You know, and speaking of Dragon Ball Z, man, I find it very funny, you know, when the fight scenes in the anime, man, one fight too damn or ten episodes, man. It got busy piling up, it <laughs> took on all whole episodes. It's always the the um Goku powering up and Vegeta and all those guys. I mean I mean it was a that was their thing. Yeah. You know, in Dragon Ball Z, man. But go ahead, I'm I'm sorry, man. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but so um so I remember distinctly like how I really got into it was I saw a picture, like an advertisement for Ergo Proxy. And it was just a picture of the you know, the main protagonist, Riel's face. And she, it was a very, like, goth look, kind of like an Evanescence Amy Lee or whatever her name is look. And I was like, I have to find out what this anime is. And I looked it up, and I found it on YouTube, and I started watching it on YouTube. And they only had, like, the first 13 episodes, so I had to wait for the rest of it to come out from Funimation um, to watch the rest. But that's where it started. And then because I had found that on YouTube, I started looking for other shows on YouTube. And I watched, like, uh, Textnalize, um... Habani Renme, uh, El Cazador de la Bruja, Claymore, those type of shows. Some of those were good. Some of them, you know, not so good. Um, but that's when I just started looking for everything I could find that looked interesting. And the name you um, just, just said about the anime, I know some anime is based on manga, uh, the actual book. A lot of the times there's a manga that precedes it or a light novel, but light novels are a bigger thing now. It used to be more light uh, manga for most yeah, things. That's what I remember because you know some shows I think was strictly made from anime. That wasn't even adapted from manga. I know there's a few shows like that was just strictly. There the are anime. some that are just yeah, they're original shows. Shows, yeah, um, yeah. So there is no source material to work off of. Right, like what shows? Um, I think well, I think Ergo Proxy is one um, in particular. Um, Evangelion, I think, was a, a lot of the earlier ones weren't based off of manga, as far as I know. 
um, they were, you know, they were more like original stories to begin with. But then, you know, as 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 manga was, you know, manga was popular in general. But then they decided, well, these are shows that, you know, since we already have source material, we already have a built-in fan base, and anime seemed to become more of like a an advertising thing. Right. That's why you'll see shows that only go for like twelve episodes and then they end, and you never get a second season. It's just that open end, right? Because part of what they're doing is is they finance the anime in order to get you interested and say you want more come read the manga or whatever. And that's a lot of times that's why you get that is because it's, it's mostly like a 13 episode advertisement for the manga. Wow. Yeah. 13 episode advertisement, huh? Yep. And that it's a lot of times that's what they do. And sometimes they'll do second seasons and things like that. But initially that's what it is. It's try to try and get your attention for, you know, look at this one. Cause there's so much manga out there, um, to choose from. See, I never, I never read a manga. Well, I take that back. I glance through manga because I'm more of a comic book reader. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a hard time reading the books. You it's probably because you were going the wrong way. Wait, wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start from the back cover. Yeah, right. You start from the back, then go front. I mean, it was kind of weird reading and stuff, man. But I find it very interesting, though. You know, that the way you read the manga. And like you said... Well, it's because uh, that's how they read books in Japan. Right. They, they read them the opposite way we do. So that's how they're designed. Yeah. So, quick question. Another question is, um, I know I have my listeners listening to this. I want to know, what can you recommend, recommend as far if you just want to start read, I mean, looking at anime? Something that's not going to be overwhelming to you. Like, well, what is right. this and that? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If If... Like I said, because I like the tend, I tend to like the serious shows. But I know most people who watch anime don't come in looking for that. Right. Um, but there are shows that you know I like comedy shows, things like that. There are some shows that if I were to s- recommend a good starting place to kind of get a feel for what anime is like, because I know I know there are some people who are like, oh, anime that's for children, or you know they kind of like look down on it. But, but but if you if you actually look, you know get into it you can learn to appreciate the you know the genre itself. So if I were to recommend certain ones, um, were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm about to say something. But isn't that like I mean, um, I was like for instance, I had friends say, "Yo, you watch anime?" I said, "Yeah, man, that's a cartoon, but it's really not a cartoon. It have more adult." Um, situations and it's, it, they're allowed to you know, more profanity which you don't need profanity but right. you have nudity this and that it's more of um, it's like a movie and a television show for adults you know you have some for adults you have some for kids you know it's for different ages right and that and that's the thing that it's very hard for you know western audiences to comprehend because we see cartoons and we're like oh that's for children but nowadays you know, it's not though. Nowadays it's not a little bit, you know, especially with the Disney movies and Pixar and stuff. It's like it's aimed more at children, but they put, you know, grown-up jokes in there so that the, right. the adults taking their kids can appreciate the movie too. But in general, you know, cartoons have always looked, you know, like cartoons that are on TV have always been looked at as, oh, that's just for children. But then when you watch anime, there's some serious subject matter, like you said, nudity, swearing, Tentacles. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, t- well, you got tentacle porn. Um. Uh, uh, just, just joking around there. Well, I mean, it is there. It is there. I just threw that one as a joke. But um, you know, so this this idea that there are cartoons aimed at adults um, is a little bit foreign, 
to a lot of people. So that's why when you say anime, even the people who play video games or things like that may go, oh, dorks. You're so right. childish. That's immature. You know, you watch cartoons. But it's not. If you choose the right ones, you can find something that's great for you. And I'm glad I said that because I find it kind of funny watching anime now. And I'm, I've been watching some of the American um, um, TV shows and movies like DC does. They direct the DVD and Blu-ray shows, TV shows and um, movies. Right. Boy, the last, I think Flashpoint, what it was, Flashpoint. If you haven't been familiar with Flashpoint, it's one of the DC story arcs right before the new 52 showed up. They put out. And Flashpoint was violent. You seen somebody get shot in the damn head by Batman. I mean, there's blood. I'm like, I, I never, you know, I never seen that before, man. But in anime, it's regularly, it's yeah, done regularly. It's, but yeah. now I've noticed now that some, like even the Killing Joke coming out for Batman, the Killing Joke, it's rated R. Right now, it's, they finally come to the point now that you know, we have audience that are older that you know, could watch these things. Right. And now, like you said over here, we said, oh man, you can't make a cartoon like that, man. It's bloody and that, everything like that. But it's not more acceptable now. Yeah, the times are changing, so you know it's. You know, the geeks have inherited the earth, really. So, yeah, those of us who grew up watching cartoons and things like that, now we understand. So it's become it's become more mainstream, become more acceptable. I like it. I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. I, so, all right. So some recommendations. Um, like I said, I started watching Samurai Champloo. That one's a good one. It's, it's funny. I like it. Uh, you know, and that one, that one's by the, the same guy who also did Cowboy Bebop. So right. there's another good one. And those ones seem to catch on with Western audiences a lot better than a lot of other um, Japanese anime shows. So those are two good recommendations. Um, Code Geass, that's a good one. Uh, you know, especially especially those of those people who like you know Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, where oh, it's yeah, like that's the, right. where it's like the shock ending, or like how are they going to get out of this one? Code Geass is perfect for that sort of. I've I, I seen that series and I liked it. I never put it together like that. Yeah, what you said. It's that. totally the shock ending, and then it's like, how is he going to get out of this? And then you know he gets out of it within the first five minutes of the next episode. Yeah. But you know that's the thing. It's 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 definitely you can you can see the I did not get that reference. You can see yeah. the connections there. Um, Full Metal Panic is a good one. That's hilarious. I love that show. Three seasons. I mean, there's two seasons in the OVA. There's right? one that was a 24 episode first season. Then there was a second season called Full Metal Panic Fumofu. I remember that. And that's basically that was basically a bunch of the little short side stories from the original manga that they didn't put in the main first season so that they could just keep a continuous story going. They're just kind of the little cute, funny, you right. Know, Right uh, stuff where he's at the school, um, and then there was a second season called the second Full Metal Panic Second Raid, and then that's just a continuation of the first season basically. Um, that's a good one. Darker than Black. If you're looking for something that's you know kind of serious, kind of like cool and you know edgy and um, superheroes a little bit. They're not really superheroes, but yeah, you know, they all have like powers, like X-Men, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I recommend that also. I, I love that series too. Yeah, that one's a really good one. Um, Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, if you're looking for something that is definitely, you know, a staple of anime, something that gets you to understand what anime can be, that one's a good one. Because you got the cute moification of, you know, the characters... But it, it's got a very interesting, like, sci-fi type plot to it. And 
when it was first aired, it was aired out of order. So it's you know, it's definitely an interesting structure. Oh, you did tell me about and that. And then, of course, one. there was the famous dance <laughs> at the <laughs> end credits. <laughs> um, so those are some I would recommend. Uh, maybe like Haganai, I Don't Have Many Friends, that's a good one. A Certain Magical Index is a good series. Uh, if you're looking for something that's just kind of really cute and funny, Love Lab is a, a recent uh, Yeah, you one. recommend that for me. That I one I really... Got... I hadn't watched it at first, but then Sentai Filmworks was going on about it, and so I decided to watch it. Oh, it was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, I like your recommendation that you said, because some of the recommendations are also the one that are uh, one of my top shows. Right. Like Darker Than Black, Cowboy Bebop, and Samurai Shampoo. Now, Samurai Shampoo, I love it. I just love the characters, man. And it also had the mashup of hip-hop. In the beginning, it had the... You know, I, I like hip hop. Yeah. I like rap. It's so. very, it's very anachronistic. Yeah, they, they do that sort of thing all the time, where there's things that don't belong in that time That's right. period. Yeah, and I like the narrator, the way he was talking about the, the present. Like, it was one episode about baseball. Yeah, how baseball was formed. And, I mean, it was it was pretty funny, man. I mean, like I said, I just love the characters in that show. Yeah, and you know, it, you have a hard time not. You can understand it. Right. You, you just watching it, and you and you see it. You don't have a hard time understanding what's going on. It's right there in your face. You say, "Oh, this is what's going on," and the guy, the narrator, tell you what's really going on after the introduction. And yeah, stuff. he gives you an idea. He gives you a little bit of like you know history, yeah. on, you know, the Japan and things like that. But a lot of the times, you know, a lot of the good shows have just really solid characters, mm-hmm. and you know, you they're very memorable. You latch onto them and. And that's what carries it, even if the plot is very simple. Yeah. I mean, the plot of Samurai Shampoo is Fu, the girl, hires these two um, kind of rival samurai yeah, yeah. to help her find the the samurai that smells like sunflowers. And so the whole 24 episodes is just this quest to find this guy. And so they, they encounter different things at the different places, you know, they hit. And it's so it's just very funny and wacky and just... I love that show. Yeah, I mean that's one of the top um, shows. Uh, you know, like you said, like Darker Than Black. Now, Darker Than Black. When I first watched Darker Than Black, I think I was downloading on my PS3. You know, and I I, I didn't own the first season. I owned mm-hmm. the second season, but the first season was like you said. It was the, these guys have powers. It puts you in a mind frame of these like superheroes, which they wasn't. wasn't. Right. No, it's it's a lot more like X Men. It's like suddenly these people wake up with powers. And they're called contractors. contractors. Right. And so each one has like a different power. Like, you know, one guy can use lightning. Another guy can, you know, manipulate people's minds. Another person can set things on fire. You know, a lot like X-Men powers. But the downsides of that was... But contractors always have a... What's the word for it? Basically, it's um, a rem- like a remuneration or something like that. They have to pay the price every time they use their power. Right. So, you know, some people it's like... I think one girl else, like eats cigarettes or something like that. Because she did that when she was or, not yeah. hum- when she was human. She was smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes. I'm sorry, cigarettes. Right. And that's one of the things she had to pay for. And you know, she had to eat the cigarettes. I'm like, yeah, damn. It's <laughs> things like that. There's usually something that they have to do once they use their power to offset it. So because that was her advice while she was still human, and she got to do that in order to get her powers back. I mean, I, I, it was so interesting though that it, it was 24 episodes, right? The first season, I believe, 20, was 24. 24 yes. And the second season was... Only like 12. 12 and OVAs and there included. Were, there were four OVAs. The other people with OVAs are. I mean, that my listeners... Well, I mean, I, I think original video animation. Basically, if you see something that says OVA, 
it means that it's kind of a standalone um, or just like a couple episodes and it's not a full season and usually what they do is they'll release it you know either on the internet or it's a special dvd that comes with you know a certain volume of the manga that you buy or it just kind of comes out sometime a year after the series ended so you get like another episode here or there that sort of thing yeah because i didn't know what ova was about and when you what you told me it's like you said more of like a filler or what happened right it's usually just a filler episode yeah um I mean, it doesn't. Sometimes it's just kind of like, oh, here's the OVA, and all it is is it's the bath episode or the beach episode. Oh or, yeah, know, that's right. It's just fan service. Other times, like in the case of Darker Than Black, they had a four episode OVA series that it came out after the second season, but it bridged the gap between the first and the second season, so you found out what had happened in between. Yeah, that's right. So. You did the recommendation. Now, I want to do my top show, but I want to let you go first Okay. with your top shows. I named two of my top shows already, which is heading in recommendation. So, what are your top shows in anime? Okay. The, my top favorite shows, this was this was hard to figure out. Um, but you watched so much. Yeah, many, I watched so many, and there's so many good ones. Um, I would say the Monogatari series. So, it started with Bake Monogatari. Um that's a good that's a good series that one's definitely a uh it takes a little getting used to because it's a very talky one but they do all these interesting images like uh, that kind of keep you distracted while you're just while they're just talking right so it's very it's a very artistic and creative one but i enjoy that one um Steins Gate is one of my favorites. I remember Steins Gate. Um, I still haven't picked it up yet. Yeah, it's kind of a time travel one. It's it's very it's very cool. I really enjoy that one. Um, it takes a little while to get used to and to get into. So if at first you're like this character is kind of weird and whatever, give it time. It once it picks up and kicks in, especially at like episode twelve or thirteen. I mean, you will be hooked. Um, that one's probably one of my favorites. I almost would call that one almost a masterpiece. Because you like time travel ones. anyway. I do like time travel, but that one's just got great characters and just... <laughs> it, the plot is just very solid. It's really well done. Um, Spice and Wolf is a good one. You know, you'd think not because it's a lot on economics and things like that, but it's... You know, it's got two great characters. Um, the wife... Uh, the The wife. The wolf... <laughs> Freudian slip maybe no the wolf uh, Holo is um, she's just very cute very cunning very smart um, and then Lawrence the merchant you know who's kind of a good foil for her um, I didn't finish that season I didn't, I didn't finish season one at all yeah there's two seasons of it uh, but you know your mileage may vary depending on you know because a lot of it is economically based type thing but uh I didn't start watching it at first. I, um, I think it was around like episode 10 had come out when I finally was like, well, I should give this a shot. And I did, and I was hooked. And then I was like, I got two more episodes to go, and now I got to wait for them to be released. And yeah, I was just like, come on. Um, Ergo Proxy, I mentioned. That one's one of my favorites. Uh, uh, Bacchano. I really like oh, Bacchino. I forgot about Bacchino. Bacchino is great. I forgot about Bacchino. Definitely an acquired taste. But Bacchino is... If you've ever seen Dura Ra Ra Ra, or you know, if you've heard of that one, it's by the same writer. So it's got a lot of characters and a lot of like things going on all at once. Um, 
Bacchano actually combines like the first couple books into one. So it takes place during like two different time periods in the 1930s. And it was so funny about Bacchano is uh, Dora Ross, some one two of the characters shows up. Well, because they're immortal. Mor- There's yeah, right. several characters that become immortal from drinking an elixir over the course of the series. So, um, but yeah, so you got like the things going on with like the bootlegging on one side, and then you got the the train robbery, the Great Pussyfoot or something like that. I think it's called <laughs> with the rail tracer. That, that was that was good. Oh, man. I love that guy, the the rail tracer. I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but guys, I really recommend that um, anime. That anime, I have, I don't own it. I I want to own it. But it is great. That one's a good... Yeah, that one's a good one. Unfortunately, I think that one's one that Anaplex USA picked back yeah. up. So, you know, if you've got a couple hundred to spend, you can probably get the Blu-ray <laughs> for that one. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, um, another time for that, Ana- yeah. Anaplex. Uh, another one is... Uh, it's called Hyoka, uh, which means ice cream. Um, but that one never came out. It hasn't been licensed by anybody yet. That one came out in 2012, maybe? Something like that. Uh, several years ago, um, it's by the uh, Kyoto Animation, uh, who did uh, a lot of like the popular ones, like Kon, things like that. Um, so, which is weird that it uh, that it never came over here. Uh, free, if you've seen that one with the boys swimming. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sure girls like that one. Nah, right? not but, my cup of tea. You know, nah. the the those type of ones. Um, it's. It's basically about kind of a lazy guy who's very Sherlock Holmesian. He's right. very good at figuring out um, puzzles, and then he meets a girl who's like very curious and drags him to get him to start figuring out these things. So it's a cute series. And then finally, I'd probably say um, my teen romantic comedy snafu. Now I did not finish season two of, of that, that one. Mm-mm. Well, you finished the season one. That's yeah, good. I did. I finished season one. I mean, it's all well. You know, I know you love subtitles more than dub. Yeah, I, yeah, I prefer the subtitles. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't bother. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, dub subtitles, as long as the um, anime is good. I mean, I I agree, and I have been getting used to some of the some of the dubs. I've been watching a couple recently because I've been watching with someone who doesn't like watching the subtitles. So we'd watch the dub, and it grows on me. My biggest problem with the dubs, I think, has always been... Well, I mean, one thing is with the subtitles, I can't necessarily tell if they're Japanese, uh, they're terrible actors, because I'm not Japanese and I don't speak (laughs) Japanese regularly. So they could be like, you know, a very stilted reading and I wouldn't know the difference. Right. But most of the time, it sounds good. It has a nice flow. But with the dubs, I think the problem is sometimes, you know, a lot of anime characters are high schoolers. You have all these adult voice actors playing high schoolers and you can tell it's like hey what's going on it is it sounds fake and it just bothers me <laughs> which is nothing against the voice actors because i think you know, i like a lot of them i think they're great but it's just i don't know it feels inauthentic you can tell it's an adult playing a child you know a you know a high schooler yo it was it's so funny you say voice actors what it was an anime called control c control c yeah. you know i've watched the subtitles and then the, they did like the American voice. I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, that's <laughs> that's always the funny part when yeah, because when you're watching someone where there's an Amer- an American in the show, yeah, but they have Japanese reading the the English, and they're Trying supposed to, talk to be American. from America, and they're like, 
I went to the school. <laughs> yeah, so like, what in the hell are you yeah, saying, man? For us, it's laughable. Yeah, right. But, not know. to them. I'm not. I'm not but, to them. <laughs> but if you were to if you were to turn it the other way around and it's us doing, you know, Japanese, we would sound awful as well. Uh, yeah, you know. So we would do something where we're pretending to be a Japanese character. <laughs> it's like uh, that guy's definitely not a native. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I mean, those your those your top shows. I would say those are my top shows if I had to pick some. So well, not Berserker. <laughs> Berserk. Uh, yeah, Berserk. Uh, Berserk. You know they're doing it over again. I think it's three episodes. I in think this now. one actually finally instead of starting over, I think this one just continues the story from where that one oh, really? leaves off. But I hear the graphics are pretty terrible and the. Um, just the show is not has not lived up to expectations. For my listeners out there, this is an anime called Berserk. Now, Trevor showed me like the third <laughs> movie. I don't want to get into the whole details and everything, everything of that nature. But this guy showed me this man. He's like a demon in hell. And he's just raping this woman, man. I'm like, God. Okay, let me, let me Let's explain let me, it, Trevor. Let me start over. Okay. I was watching the movies of the Berserk ones, like the yeah. Golden Egg and the, or whatever, something like that. Um, so there's three movies that came out. And so I was watching them, and the first one was pretty good. I was getting into it. You know, it follows this mercenary named Guts, and he joins up with this group uh, under the Griffin? leadership of this guy named Griffith, Griffin, who's like right. this white-haired pretty boy. He, was, yeah, he looks kind of like a girl. girl, yeah. <laughs> But they like doing it, right? So but he know. joins up under them and pretty soon becomes like his top soldier, um, much to the chagrin of the girl on the team, uh, Casca, who is in love with Griffith. But then over the course of the thing, she starts to fall for guts. Um, but then, so then there's the first episode, which is like the nice setup, and you kind of get oh, there's some demons in this world and some supernatural elements and stuff, even though it's a lot of castle sieges and things like that. But Guts uses this huge-ass sword, and I mean, he's just, like, fucking badass. Second movie. Second movie, you know, still violence. It's it's good. There's this one scene was one of the most incredible scenes I think I've ever seen. Yeah, you showed me that. Yeah, this scene is awesome. There's a scene where he and uh, Guts and Casca get caught, um, stuck in this one area, and all of a sudden they're being attacked by, like, over a hundred knights, which is the two of them. He, Gut says, Casca, get out of here, run. I'm going to hold them off and give you time to escape. Dude single-handedly fucking takes down over a hundred soldiers. It is the most badass scene I think I've ever seen in my entire life. He's like a berserker mode. Yeah, it is. It's like, I mean, he's just like chopping, and then he's like getting like a few arrows in him, and you can see him getting tired, and he's like slumping. And then they'll show like from his from his point of view, and you know you see his eyelids closing and things getting dark, and then all of a sudden, raw, and just like starts slicing people in half again, and it's like second wind kicks in. Awesome. Third movie comes around, and this is what I'm talking about, guys. Third movie comes around, and it was like, what the fuck? Okay. So then all of a sudden, Griffith decides that he's you know I guess he gets mad because guts now. He thinks Guts betrayed him by leaving the group and everything like that because Guts wants to go off and do his own thing now. Um, so he goes back to this weird egg thing that he got, you know, when he was a child that allow, you know, will allow him to get everything that he's ever wanted. And apparently being a megalomaniac is what he's always wanted. So he opens that, which opens a portal to, like, this demon realm, sucks all of his friends and everybody in there, and they just get, like, slaughtered like there's no tomorrow. And then Griffith turns into this big demon thing. 
And then, you know, he forces Guts to, like, you know, he forces him down and pins him with these demons. And, like, one of them bites off one of, you know, Guts' hands. And then another one's, like, clawing him in the eye. But then they're holding him down and then forcing him to watch while Griffith in his demon form yep. is raping Casca. It's... I was enjoying the show for the first two movies, and then the third one came, and I was like, this is fucking awful. So Travis shows me who, this scene, man. Whose mind did this yeah, thing come from? Dude, I'm looking at that, and he showed me that scene, and I'm like, oh. I was like, I can't suffer alone. Yo. Amos, you have to watch this, And too. man, and I, go, I shit you not. That image was in my head for a it week, is. man. It does not leave it you. It doesn't leave my, in my mind at all, man. It's like, like, it's like that scene from Game of Thrones where the mountain, uh, spoiler alert, yeah. crushes Oberon's head and is, <laughs> and it's just stuck in your head like, oh my god, what did I just watch? Yeah, that's what this, that's what like 45 minutes of this movie was. Yo, and that's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that in anime, man. It's forever in sketching my mind. Yeah. You know, I'm back to my top shows um, that you, you said your top shows and some of the shows I've seen, your top shows are I've seen them. Damn, Berserk, man, that's it was man. good up until that last point. So Oof. if you ever want to watch the series, I think it's the last two episodes of like the original series. Whoa. Just skip those. Yeah, watch the rest, and you'll be like, oh, this is a great show. Yeah, don't look at that third <laughs> movie at all, man. It's, it's it oh, yeah. If you're watching the movies, just watch the first two, yeah. and then go. That was a good. Uh, that was a good movie. I'm glad that wrapped up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So. Cowboy Bebop was one of my top shows also. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's uh, like the Cowboy Be- Bebop and Summer of Champloo is made by the same, wrote by the same guy right. and everything. But it was just the way it was done, man. You got Which, these he also, also the same guy who did Space Dandy. Space so if Dan- you've heard of that one recently, same thing. Same yeah, Space guy. Dandy. With Space Dandy is way off from Cowboy Bebop. Space <laughs> Dandy is just out there. It yeah. took a little it's while funny, to get though. used to, but it's once funny. I got into it, it was funny. Yeah, it's just... You know, Cowboy Bebop, you know, like I said, it was different. Um, you have these bounty hunters called what, Cowboy. Uh, yeah, they were called something. What were they called? Um, I don't remember. It's I'm, been a long time. Yeah, they were bounty hunters. You know? But yeah, they're bounty hunters. So you had Spike. You know, he was like lazy, nonchalant type of guy, you know, but he was a badass. At the same time. Right. But you have a lot of characters like that in anime that, you know, yeah. they're oh, they they good, but they person, personality is just like, oh, I don't care. I mean, I mean, this is yeah, not... the guy from Gate. Gate. Uh, the main oh, character in yeah. Gate. Which is a good show, too, if yeah. you haven't seen Gate. But, yeah, he's like slacker just into his, you know... Uh, reading manga and stuff like that but it turns out he's like special forces in the Japanese army and yeah you know and Spike was like that Spike was a hitman in his past yeah, and everything yeah. Spike Spiegel that was his whole name Spike Spiegel yeah. right and um, I just want to enjoy the show you have your um, space spaceships you had comedy in there sometimes. You had the seriousness in there. But it had a combination of a lot of things in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And another one's Black Lagoon. <laughs> Black Lagoon. Oh, my goodness. Which, by the way, that one's one that I will say, the dub is better than the actual like Japanese. Yeah, thing. I enjoyed it. So dub. I would, I did like the dub on that one. Especially because yeah. it was adults playing adults. That helps. Yep, that is so true. But, man, Black Lagoon, man. It was a cross of a John Woo movie, Quentin Tarantino. It had your action. It, it was so much swearing in that damn. Oh yeah, that one is yeah, that one's violent swearing. I mean, yeah, it's basically a group of mercenaries living in or you know operating out of like one of the most 
Lawless. Yeah, lawless, like, you know, island in the Pacific or something like that. But it's that. not yeah. lawless. They have lawmen there, but they are corrupt. They do, but they're all corrupt. So, yeah, it's... it's it is a Russian um, ex-soldier. Um, that like they are scared of her, man. Well, yeah, there's her, and then there's the Chow Yun fat guy, yeah, the, see? the Chinese guy, or whatever. Then um, you have your Kaza, you have your Russian mob, the Yakuza. Yeah. I mean, you have all kind of people. Yeah, in it's there. it's all yeah, a whole bunch of criminal elements in this one town. Um, but there is honor amongst some of the criminals, though. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so you have the character Revy. Uh, she's a badass, man. Gun toting Revy yeah, Carter. Gun, What's her name? Gunslinger. Um, Six shooter. Was it Six Shooter Revy? Maybe. I don't Maybe one of them. But she was a bad. You had the other character too, man. But like I said, Black Lagoon also had an OVA, Roberta Blood Trail. Blood Trail, yeah. Yeah, which that was a character from that one of the episodes of season one had an OVA for herself, which she. I want to get in details about it, but like I said, it was also violent. Very violent. Man, it was very violent, man. I think it was violent in season one and season two combined. Uh, yeah, I think man. it was, yeah. The OVA was just out there. I mean, if she, she got her arm blown, I mean, I, I recommend you don't need to check Black Lagoon out. If you like action, you got plenty of it. Yeah, that one's a good one. And another one with Cole Geass, the one you said. Right. You know, I didn't get that reference to Game of Thrones thing. You just put that out there. I didn't even see that. Mm-hmm. I was just fascinated by the powers Lelouch had, man. Yeah. Which is the character named Lelouch. And, you know, in the mechas, the machines, the robots, they were pretty neat. Right. You know, and... and the- the thing I like about that show, one thing I'd like to just kind of point out, um, you know, everybody had been going on about how great the show was, and I hadn't watched it yet. The first season had already concluded, but then I decided to check it out, and I was like, let's see what this is all about. And I started watching it, and it was okay, but then the thing that really caught me, and this doesn't seem like a weird thing, but I think it was the end of the first episode, but basically, Lelouch, Lelouch is looking to get um, revenge, and take back Japan. Um, but he's getting revenge against like his, father, his family members yeah. that yeah that took over and like kicked them out and killed his mother or something like that. And I think the first episode he kills his cousin. He like, you know, kills him in cold blood. All right. But then whereas most like action movies you think like, you know, it'd be like Hasta la Vista and like shoots him or something. And he doesn't quite say Hasta la Vista, but he shoots him in cold blood. But then the next scene is him vomiting. After of what he's done, and I was like, "Wow, you know, it's like it hits the emotional impact that because we're so desensitized to violence that we're just like everybody's like, yeah, just shooting people down and it's cool." Yeah, it's he like, did throw. No, I remember the that first now. person you shoot or kill, you'll probably be very sick to your stomach for it. And I was like, you know, this it sticks to a realness. I mean, then it goes like off the rails in crazy oh, yeah, awesome yeah, ways. Yeah, it did. But you know, it captured a character moment that I thought was great, and I so I just wanted to mention that. And also Ghost in the Shell. That was another um, anime that I was, movie that I seen that caught my attention. And I, I know you don't watch Ghost in the Shell. I never could get into that one, but I know a lot of people who like it, and I can understand why. Yeah, I, mean, I just like the the character, the major, and the whole cyberpunk or cybernetics, of, you know, of the future. Excuse me, of the future and everything. I find it very interesting, man. You know, and um, that was one of my other shows I like, Ghost in the Shell. And speaking of Ghost in the Shell, I know... Was that the last one on your list? That's the last one on my okay, list. so now we, it's a good segue. Yeah, we can go Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Hollywood trying to make a movie. Yeah, well, not trying. They're, they're doing make, it. They're making it they're right now. now. Yeah, it's supposed to come out 2017, so they're doing it with Scarlett Johansson. 
and some more people I can't pronounce. Names I can't pronounce. But I haven't really looked at the list. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, and she's going to be hopefully playing the major. Who is the major? Well, she is. She's playing the uh, the major. Major. Um, so, what's your thought on that, Trevor? Because <sighs> Hollywood have in the past uh, try to make adaptations from anime, right? And and yeah, that's the thing is like I have to mention Akira in order oh, to like to kind of help make my point here and. Akira is one of those ones that it would be interesting if they made a live action ones, but if they're going to Hollywoodize it, I'd rather it not exist. So that's why I'm kind of glad it's just in on hiatus right now, indefinitely, because they keep trying to take it and take something that's very Japanese and cast American actors in the role and bring it to like New York or something like that. But a lot of the themes and everything that goes on with Akira has to do with the fact that it's in Japan, in a country that could disappear off the face of the the map, yeah. you know, with too much volcanic activity, things like that. It, it could just be gone. And that whole knowledge of living in a place that could just disappear kind of sets in a lot of these feelings and everything like that that goes through these characters. And to then transport that to the United States or to New York just doesn't work. And so... That's definitely, you know, appropriating someone else's culture for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that one's on the hiatus. Ghost in the Shell, I guess, is a little bit different thematically. So I can see it being done. I don't necessarily like the fact that they had to cast an American in the role of an Asian woman who keeps, I think it's, what is it, a Major Kusanagi or something that's like the, that? Yeah, that's So it. she's keeping the Asian name. Um, so it's not like they're even like, well, we're going to Americanize the name or whatever. It's like she's playing that character. And they better give an explanation why her last name is Japanese. She's an American. That's you know, as for right. what, what well, I'm saying. And what, what's interesting, too, is that I think they've cast the person playing her mother, who's Asian. The actress is Asian. And so then this brings up, this is the whole controversy when they first started showing that photo, the first photo of Scarlett Johansson in the role, where she looks American and this, you know... And so everybody was like, oh, you know, it should be an Asian actress and everything like that. And then there were other people coming out going, oh, but, you know, but the movie, and it's a fair point, the movie never would have gotten made, you know, and your opinion may vary depending on whether you think that's a good thing or not, without Scarlett Johansson being in the role. Which right now, she's very popular, man. I right. think she's one of the most, she makes the most money and she's the highest paid, um, act, not highest paid, highest grossing, grossing, grossing yes, actress. actress. And so I can understand that logic saying, well, without Scarlett Johansson, this movie never would have been greenlit. Fair enough. The problem is, is that shows what's wrong with Hollywood in that why are there no successful Asian actresses that you could say, well, let's, let's hire her and get this movie greenlit. It's because there's a systemic problem in Hollywood where a lot of minorities aren't given the chances because they're casting white women in Asian roles, yeah, you know, yeah, or they said the, the so, word whitewashing in Hollywood. Whitewashing, exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing so for Doctor Strange and the ancient one with Tilden, right. Tilden Swinton. Tilda Swinton. So yeah. it, it does raise that question, you know, and so it is a double-edged sword. But yeah, I do, I would have preferred that if you're going to stick to something that's Asian, cast an Asian in the role. Um, or, you know, black or, you know, whatever. For for whatever you know it is, I'd much rather you stick to what it is. 
um, instead of trying to whitewash it. Yeah, you know, in Hollywood, you know, they've done a lot with, like, they did Speed Racer. Oh, God, it was a oh, flop. Yeah, Speed Racer. Sp- Speed Racer was a flop, you know. And you also have an American movie that was inspired by some anime. Right. Like uh, Matrix. Ghost in, the, Ghost in the Shell. Well, little, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, of course. Was, uh, yeah, All You Need Is Kill. That's right. And also they say like, even Lion King was almost inspired by an anime. I can't think of it. Simba, the White Lion, something. Some oh, white, yeah, yeah. Kimba, the White Lion. Kimba, the White Lion. Lion. Yeah. yeah. And, no, you have a lot of inspiration from anime. Right. Even Kill Bill. Volume, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Volume 1? Yeah, Kill Bill. Volume 2. I'm sorry, Volume 2. To show you the backstory of of um, Lucy Liu's character use anime for that right so that was volume one yeah that's volume one but yeah I mean Hollywood they trying to do the um, trans- I mean trying to translate anime to Hollywood yeah, they just don't yeah there's one thing where you're taking inspiration and that's fine that's different I mean because Edge of Tomorrow I love that movie I thought that was great <laughs> um, but when you're trying to take something that's direct like Akira or Ghost in the Shell or something like that and you're whitewashing it uh, you're stepping on a landmine there. You might want to yeah, you're gonna have some body parts. And then it didn't Fine. it didn't help that right after that image of Scarlett Johansson came out and all of the controversy started, then there was a leak or whatever that someone said that they had been playing around with the the CGI, CGI to make that. her look more Asian. Ooh, They're like, no, we were just working on it with a background character. Major backlash. You're gonna on that you're one. gonna spend that much time on a background character? No, you hire a background you hire an Asian extra for a background character. You try and make the white woman look Asian, that's what you're doing using the money in the right, CGI. That's, that's going backwards. Yeah, don't give me that shit. <laughs> that is crazy, man. But yeah, I mean, this anime in our culture, I mean, Hollywood want to make movies from anime, you know, we do anime conventions here and there. You know, anime is very prevalent in the United States as of now, more than anything. More so, more than it's been in previous much years. in the past, yes. Yeah, so, and um, I think it's cool. And um, I also want to say, I'm watching some anime um, shows for the past two seasons this year. And uh, I think some you don't like. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I know you don't like. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. Called Terraformars. Terraformars. Mm-hmm. All right, people. I want you to listen to this very carefully. The premise of this show is that cockroaches live on Mars. And the reason why is that Earth wanted to terraform Mars to make it livable. That's it's why it's called Terraform, terraform Mars, Mars, guys. Get yes, it? Get yeah, it? For Mars, right? So they, you know, send some plants there, and and they also send cockroaches there, you know, to die and the corpse or whatever need to um, absorb the sunlight and grow plants, whatever, whatever. So they send a group of people to go check it out. Oh, they got a rude awakening coming. You got the cockroaches having evolution. They are like humanoids. I mean, they they walking on t- two feet two arms they got teeth <laughs> I'm like what the hell is going on so you know they kill those people then you send a second group same results but this time the second group is kind of no I'm sorry the third group they send is genetically modified with insects and birds and other animals to go see what's going on alright and I'm like damn why you want to send more people there and get their ass killed again so they send the third one, and few only two came back from their whole third time. Third time they got there. So the fourth time, I think years later, 
they doing it again, but this time there's a virus that showed up on Earth called, I think, said the alien engine virus. All right, because it's stemmed from the cockroaches. I said, why in the hell are they doing this? So they sent them back again to get specimens. And the reason why I'm watching this show is because of, I want to see, I hate cockroaches, man. And not because I hate cockroaches, but I said, damn, this is like, this is different. I'm going to check it out. And the first season, and I told you this, mm-hmm. the first season was so damn violent. And I'm watching on Crunchyroll. And, I mean, Crunchyroll, it kind of blurred it because it did the censor part. Yeah. But then they turn around and do the uncensored. Oh, my God, man. You see heads chopped off, beat up holes in the chest. and yeah. called guru. Gu- yeah. That's what they call it in Japan. Yeah. Basically, yeah, the, the really gory. Sick, sickening gore, yeah. The, yeah. Kind of like the torture porn stuff we would see here. Yeah, I'm like, this is idea. crazy, man. You see blood splatter everywhere. So that's the first season, right? You expect that from the first season, but the second season come around. It is none of that. They kind of like made it kind of goofy sometimes, and now there's not much blood showing and everything. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's why I heard that they really toned it down. Oh, they really and toned it down. And people were like, what the hell am I watching? So, is- yeah. And why change it? Keep the formula for it, man. I mean, yeah. come on. And then I, I watched it, I mean, because I was so invested in it. I said, let me go ahead and finish it up. You know, it was not the best anime I watched, man, but it was okay. Yeah, that's one of the shows I watched this past season. And another one I was watching was, and help me pronounce this, Trevor. You know, I have a hard time pronouncing any words. Uh, okay. This is Cabanera. Is it, I think it's Cabaneri. Cabaneri of the Iron Fortress. Right. Now, this anime is made by the same people who did Attack on Titan. For my listeners out there, Attack on Titan is a is a good show. And we got I think Trevor and I are gonna talk about that in a minute. And um it's about dead people, zombies. It's about a, it's basically Attack on Titan with trains. Trains, right, <laughs> Attack on Titan with trains with dead and people. And like zombies and some big giant colossus. Yeah, so it's it's something like that, man. I said, I don't even take a gander at that. You know, and it's it, it was okay once again. And honestly, man, I will watch. I, I haven't really watched a show that really caught my attention, man. You know, when you watch a show like I was just six episodes within this show, I'm like, I might as well finish it off. It was only twelve. It was short, so I really didn't feel bad not watching it. So those are two shows I watched this past season. There's other shows, but those are two I can remember that really got my attention. You know, so what was your top shows? Well, last season was probably one of the worst. Um, well, over the over like the last several seasons, the last year or two, I've been watching less and less because, like I said, you know, I'm not really the demographic anymore. Unfortunately, I think a lot of anime has been taken over by the light novel craze, right? Where there's just an overabundance of light novels that are out in the Japanese market, and a lot of them just tend to be the same thing over and over again. It's basically like, you know, loser guy goes to some special school, like that's all girls or whatever, and he's, you know, it's like where they all use some sort of power, and he's got like the worst power in the world, but it turns out to be the best power, and all the chicks love him, and you know, <laughs> and they have to like grope on him in order to power up. It's like, it's something to that effect, every single one of them, and it's just like, More me. fan it's service. It's all just fan service. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing is they all become. If you've ever seen Infinite Stratos, they're oh, basically yeah. Infinite Stratos. Only they just keep getting more and more debased each each. I season. forgot about the anime. It's, it's just that, and it's just a bunch of loser protagonists who. And this is what I said: memorable characters. A lot of those early shows I used to watch. 
you know, it was the characters that really... Now it's like they're all forgettable. You know, there's like a bunch of pretty girls in their harem, but the main character can be replaced with anybody else. They're always just stupid. They're always just, you know, losers. They're always just... Why do you always go to that? I don't, I don't get that. I don't even remember half of their names because they're just interchangeable. I don't get that, man. Why make your protagonist like well, that? It's, it's because they're catering to the audience where it's like, well, one, you have to try and make someone as in, um, as innocuous as possible because you don't want him to be... You don't want him to have too clear a personality because then you may be put off by him. Right. But if he has, like, no real personality... You can kind of self-insert yourself into that situation, um, and and then, especially because you get a lot of the socially awkward people, the otaku's that are watching these shows, you know, who don't have a lot of success with the girls. This is like, oh, my harem dream. You know, it's like, what if I were this guy in this position? And that's kind of what they're aiming at. You know, it's the same reason why a lot of visual novels and stuff in Japan are popular, where it's like some faceless protagonist that you pretend to be, and you have to go and try and, you know, win over the hearts of these different girls and woo, stuff like woo, that. Woo-woo yeah. girls. Like right. Woo-woo girls. Woo, woo, woo. Um, Ooh, my lady. Yeah, woo, my lady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, because of that, it's just been a lot more and more of that. And... I, I always liken it to that uh, that episode of South Park where there's the Family Guy one. I think it was the Muhammad episode where it's like the they find out that Family Guy, because it has all those random jokes that yeah, just don't seem to make sense. Right. Well, they find out it's a bunch of manatees in a pool with a bunch of balls that have words on them. And they basically just take the balls and they push them and they put the balls together to make a scene and that's why it's so random. And one of the ones that they pushed was Mohammed, but they can't show the image of Mohammed on TV. So now they've come to a standstill because the manatees refuse to work um, because that's what they chose. And But in any case, it's that sort of thing where it feels like it's just a bunch of manatees or just like a computer program and you say, okay, I need boobs, I need, you know, I need a harem, I need a, you know, loser protagonist, I need a whatever, and you click all these boxes and just say generate and it generates a plot for you. It is a lot of enemy so like that. And you get all there. the stupid things like stumbles into the bathroom while the girl is changing and do it, you know. <laughs> Nosebleed everywhere. Yeah. Trips and falls and hands start groping breasts. I mean, it's... It's just so cliche, and just every show just feels like that these days, and so I'm like, <sighs> so because of that, there's a lot of shows that I just I look at it and like, nope, 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 not gonna watch that. So last season was like the worst. There were only three shows I started watching. One of them I dropped just because I got behind, and then I heard the the last like five minutes was terrible. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna bother watching the last six episodes. Um, but I watched. What did I watch? I watched Flying Witch. Was like that was that's a cute like healing anime about like a just a girl who goes and lives in like this rural town and she's like a witch in training and it's just kind of innocuous and goes about her daily life as a witch and um, that one's cute. And then the other one is Tanaka Kun is always listless or as I call it Tanaka Kun is a lazy douche. <laughs> 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 Which was it had good it had good characters. It was a cute you know show, but. The main character was okay, but he was just... He's one of those guys that's so lazy, he's always sleeping during class, and he has to have people carry him around, and, you know, he's just always a burden on people, um, especially his best friend. And it's one of those annoying shows because 
at the end of the series or, you know, at the end of an episode after something happens, instead of people going, oh, you need to shape up and get your shit together, Tanaka, it's always to his friend, you need to make sure you don't get sick, otherwise Tanaka's in trouble. Or you need to... It's like, no, he needs to fucking take care of himself. <laughs> He's just hindering the guy. Exactly. Man. So, you know, I mean, I'm a lazy bastard, I'll admit that. But I don't... I'm not a lazy enough bastard that... I'm going to inconvenience other people. <laughs> I'm only lazy on my own time. Yeah, you should. So. Why burden the other person with your laziness? But the show itself was cute, and the, the surrounding characters, the supporting cast, really helped it. Um, if it was just that main character the whole time, yeah, I would have dropped it. But that was all I watched last season. Um, this season, there's a few that look potentially good. There is one I already did watch, because they did, like... They released the whole series in one go, like Netflix style. Right. It's called Real Life. I, I went I, um, went to Crunchyroll, and I remember you telling me about right. that. I've seen like five, ten minutes of the show. I didn't really, really finish it yet, but uh, I'm going to continue on uh, watching it. I used to get a recommendation on it. Yeah, it was, it was a really good show. It's basically about a guy who, for various reasons, he's not quite a neat, but, you know, he's... Basically, his life didn't turn out the way he had he had hoped it would. Um, yeah. After after he got out of college, you know, he got into a job, but then quit for very you know for reasons you'll find out in the show. After like three months, and of course in Japan, that's frowned upon that you're quitting your company and then bumming around. And so then he couldn't land a job, and then was working part time. And now he's 27 and doesn't have much prospect for family friends. You know, he has to lie to his friends about what he's doing because he feels ashamed. And so he's given – he's approached by this guy and given a chance to take a pill that will make him look 17 again. His body isn't actually 17. He's, he's mentally 27. He's still 27 and his body acts like it's 27 but he looks 17 and they will pay all of his expenses and then help him find a job and everything at the end of the year if he conducts this experiment where he goes back to school for a year and they monitor him um, for the year. And so it's really interesting because, you know, he goes back and then he finds out that he's really out of shape where all these other 17-year-olds are in, like, peak physical condition and so, you know, things like that. And he's not prepared for the exams and he's, you know, because he's forgotten all that crap. And so it's – in it, but, you know, it's like him finding his life and, you know, over again. And so it's a really good show. I do – I did enjoy it. Yeah, so I'd recommend that one. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good, man. So – my next question, and this is going to be the last question I ask you, is this. What do you think in the next couple of years with anime, you think it's going to get even bigger? Because um, now, like I said, you got like the con, cons like MomoCon, AWA, and other cons like what is the one uh, I saw in Baltimore. Not Baltimore, um, in Virginia, you go to all the time. Otacon. Otacon, yeah. Otacon. I mean, Otacon. Anime Expo is, of course, the biggest one. Yeah, um, so what's your, what's your take on anime in it? Well, I don't know if it's going to get any bigger, um, but, I mean, the cons tend to be getting bigger. You know, they seem to be more acceptable. They seem to be getting more people going to cons. But anime itself, I don't know how much bigger it's going to get, especially if what they're doing is more of these fan service shows. Um, But a lot of the shows that I'm not a big fan of seem to be really popular. Akami Ga Kill, Kill a Kill... Um, but like you said, you are a few. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm the minority. I'm not the you know, I'm not the demographic. But you know, especially with Toonami showing more you know anime blocks, things like that. 
and Netflix and well, Hulu is now taking like ninety percent of. Yeah, you told me about that. I was kind of disappointed in that. You know, with a lot of the a lot of these streaming services, Amazon is getting in on it. They they actually had uh, Cavanary of the Iron Fortress uh, as an Amazon exclusive. Um, Yo, Netflix just got on Sinbad. Maji, Maji, Maji. Netflix tends to have a lot of the Anaplex USA ones, and that's mm-hmm. Anaplex. Um, but with with those type of things, they're getting you know they're getting into Crunchyroll is apparently getting into releasing Blu-rays and stuff now as well. Really? Yeah, they're they've licensed a bunch that they're releasing on Blu-ray. Um, so it's, I think they're releasing a lot of stuff. There's you know, a lot of streaming is becoming you know more so you can. You can be almost on time with what's coming out of Japan at the time. It used to be you'd have to wait a year, year and a half before it finally was released on home video. So because of that, we get to see things more quickly. We have more access to it. But in terms of like the quality and whether it's going to be something that continues to grow, I don't know. It may have stagnated at this point. But it's definitely popular. It's definitely at a good position. Uh, I'll say that much. Yeah, no. You and I go to a lot of cons, and I've I've been, you know, I've been for the past, well, I say, eight years going to more cons, and I've seen a lot of cosplayers and anime, just in anime characters and stuff like that. Because if I didn't know it, who that person was, I wouldn't say anything. I'd be, who is that? And and me watching anime, I know what that character is. Right. So I won't be not oblivious of what's going on. But um, I really enjoy um, anime, man. This is this is other thing I enjoy doing, you know. And I got my comics, my anime, my video games. But um, like I said, I really enjoy anime, and uh, I'm glad my friend Trevor gives me great recommendations on what to watch and what not to watch. I do my best. So Trevor, this is the end of the podcast. It was so great having you on here. And uh, any last words? Um, no, not really. You know, I've given some of my recommendations, my top picks. If anybody ever wants to ask me about anything or wants to chat about certain anime or something like that, if they want me to give more recommendations or let them know what, you know, if something's good or if I've seen it, they can always reach out to me. I'm on Twitter, uh, at Toshiro no Ronin, um, T-O-S-H-I-R-O-N-O-R-O-N-I-N. Um, they can reach me there. And I'll be more than happy to make some recommendations or chat with you. Great. And you also can reach me on Just Being Amos on Instagram and Twitter. And I also have a Facebook page on Just Being Amos. And also, I just created a new email account. You can always leave your comments on Just Being Amos Podcast at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And I'll have another one for you pretty soon. Peace. Bye. Just being a